It can be tough trying all these different fad diets and never seeing the results you want. At Supplement Superstores, located at 4511 North Sterling Ave in Peoria, Illinois, across from the Northwoods Mall, their main goal is to get you long-term results. Whether your goals are to lose or gain weight, Supplement Superstores will help you by providing free services that focus on what truly matters to you. One of these services are free meal plans customized to your lifestyle. In addition to the free meal plan, another free service they offer is the in-body scan. Instead of focusing on total weight, the in-body scan will show you your body fat percentage and overall lean muscle to help you stay on track. In addition to their free services, Supplement Superstores is your home for all of your supplemental needs. Not only do they specialize in amazing weight loss supplements, they have an array of popular brands of meal replacing proteins, pre-workout, as well as weight gaining supplements at wholesale price, which means savings for you at checkout. The trained staff at Supplement Superstores will stop at nothing to make sure you have all the education and tools you need to get you the results you're looking for. Stop by Supplement Superstores today to get your free in-body scan and free customized meal plan. Walk-ins are welcome. Visit SupplementSuperstores.com for more details. Are you in the Peoria, Illinois area? Are you looking for a personal trainer that will focus on you to help achieve success in your fitness journey? If yes, please book your in-person or Zoom one-on-one personal training sessions with me, Christian Evans, at ChristiansWeightSuccess.net. While you're there, sign up to download my free shelter-in-place body weight exercise ebook. This program is designed to use only your body weight, so no need for any exercise equipment. In addition to becoming my client, you will have access to the Day One Meals menu. Day One Meals is an a la carte meal prep service I offer to my clients to help you reach your fitness goals. I hope to work out with you soon. Welcome to the Success Fitness Podcast. I am your host, Christian Evans. This podcast is about helping you improve your relationship with diet and exercise to achieve success in your fitness journey. In today's podcast episode, we have two special guests, husband and wife, Michael and Kimberly Nicole Wright from Laurel, Maryland, by way of Alabama. Mr. and Mrs. Wright have lost a combined weight of over 460 pounds. This husband and wife team also host their own podcast called Something in Common, where they discuss topics ranging from black love and health and fitness, family and entertainment. Without further ado, Success Fitness family, please welcome Mr. and Mrs. Wright to the Success Fitness podcast. Hey, how you doing today? All right. All right. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Trying to stay warm. Trying to stay warm. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, give my listeners and viewers a little bit of background on on you two, where you're from and uh, what is it that, you know, you do currently? Sure. So we are the hosts of Something in Common podcast. We actually got together back in 2013, online dating, met on Facebook, had a long distance relationship for a little while. And then he moved here from Arkansas. I was here in Maryland. And we got married in 2014. Um, at that time, both of us were um, severely overweight. Um, we are a blended family. So he has two daughters. I have two daughters. We now have four daughters, six of us. 
and um, started the podcast just to talk about our life, you know, pillow talk, parenting, relationships, blended families, it, things that were going on in the news, um, entertainment, and um, got to a point where we decided to make some changes. And here we are. So that's that's the beginning of our story. Okay. Um, we're, I say we're like in the middle of it now. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's who that's who we are. Okay. Okay. So what inspired you to lose weight? Now you can answer as individuals or couples or or both, however you want to. I'll let her start because her story triggered his triggered mine. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I'll let her start and then I'll kind of go into mine. So, yeah. So I have always been overweight um, from teenage years to adult Um, was married before had a difficult divorce, gained a lot more weight. Um, I was up to 468 pounds and in 2017, my dad got sick and ended up in the hospital. And my dad was also overweight and um, had a rare condition. And unfortunately, you know, they weren't able to do the testing that they would do on a normal sized person. He couldn't get an MRI. He couldn't get any of those types of of, of testing just to see what was going on with him. So basically, they were kind of flying blind with him and his care Um, He ended up having to have brain surgery, emergency brain surgery. And when he came out of his surgery, um, still under anesthesia, I was there. He was wheeled into his room and I'll never forget. He looked at me and said, don't be like me. And I didn't know what he meant. My dad is like was my hero. Greatest man I ever known. And he never talked about my weight. I was just always the prettiest girl ever to him. And so he said, don't die fat. And that's all he said. And in that moment, I knew that I needed to make a change. We never discussed what he what he said. We never discussed what he meant. I just knew Um, prior to him having the surgery, you know, the doctors kept telling us, you know, we can't do this. We don't know that his size, his size. And I was I couldn't believe it. You know, I was like, we're in 2017. Why can't you save my daddy is what I kept thinking. And when he said that to me, I came home that night and I told Michael, Um, I'm having weight loss surgery. And he kind of, you know, he said, you know, whatever you want to do, I'll support you. Um, You know, he said, I I know you'll do great for him. He felt like he could do it on his own. So he was just like, I'll be there for you. Um, The next day I called our local hospital that um, I knew did the surgery, did a consult with them. um, Wasn't real happy with their, with their services, went with another one. And within Four months, I had uh, gastric sleeve surgery. And um, I think that that was the spark for him um, because he ended up getting sick and not feeling well. And I'll let him share what happened with him. Yeah. So when she initially wanted to have the surgery, not, you know, to me at the time, I still thought I was, oh, I can do this by myself. Right. At that time, I was sitting at 463 pounds myself. I gotcha. And I, and honestly, I've been a big guy all my life. And at that time I was in complete denial about how big I actually was. And it wasn't until right around that time she was getting ready for surgery. I got really sick. I was just getting winded. Everything I did, I was winded. So I was thinking kind of felt like I had a chest cold or upper respiratory infection or something. Ended up going across the street to the patient first and blood pressure was 220 over 200. Mm-hmm. Like the lady, the, the lady at the time that was there, she was my doctor. She looked at me and she said, you were walking stroke. 
So they end up rushing me to the emergency room, had to sit there. It was there overnight. Yeah. For the most part, it was there overnight and just blood pressure would not come down. Yeah. So at that time, that's when I kind of had a moment. It was like, okay, I got to do something drastic at this moment because if not, I'm not going to live. Right. And, you know, for a doctor to look me in my eye and, you know, people can say what they want, but black women have a way of saying stuff to you and it just clicks. Right. And she looked at me because she had been seeing me for a while. And she said, Michael, this, she said, this blood pressure is through the roof. She said, you're, you're, you're going to die if you don't get this under control. And from there, I was like, okay, I got to do something just to get this ball rolling. And then right after that, I signed up to get the surgery, went through a nutrition class. And right. So you had yours in February. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had mine in April of 2019. So it was it, it definitely, you know, and, and, and him um, getting sick was also another like we have to do something. And I told him, I said, I, you don't have to do what I do. I don't care what you do, but you have to do something because I can't have you in the hospital. too. Like, I can't right. deal with that. Right. So um, definitely um, we were super blessed in that. Um, there's a lot of times with the bariatric surgery, you have to do a lot. A, a, a lot of insurance companies make you go through six months, 12 months, 18 months of, of um, nutrition and psychological exams and all the, and we went through that, but we were able to get it done very quickly right. and, and have the surgery. And I think the, the other part of, of the journey that, that solidified it for me that I needed to do it was when I went to the doctor and they couldn't weigh me on a regular scale. Gotcha. So I had to go and be on the industrial scale because their scale only went to 400 pounds. I got you. I got you. I got quiet there listening to <laughs> both of your stories, but Michael's resonated with me so much. It was to a point to where um, everything that you said in, in yours, that similar, something similar like that happened to me in regards to being hospitalized. Um with like you said, like a, a walking stroke, right? Mm-hmm. And this was maybe oh, was 24, 25, somewhere around there. And wow. I hadn't reached 400 pounds yet, but I was I was knocking on this door. You know what I mean? And um I remember it's fourth of July, I had my niece with me. We we're out watching fireworks or something. I just had this massive, massive headache. And uh long story short, um went to the prom care. Prom care said, you know what, your blood pressure's too high go to the, you know, the main hospital. I'm thinking I'm going to be home later on that night because my head was just throbbing. Like the light was just so sensitive. Um, my eyes were so sensitive to the light and come to find out I had high blood pressure. Um, they said, you know, you borderline stroke and, you know, I couldn't go home for a week. So by you sharing that with me, that's why I legit just got quiet there. I'm like, oh my goodness. You know, it was almost like verbatim. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What happened? And that is scary. That is scary when something like that happens because you're figuring like, oh, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? You know, whatever. And it's something a little bit more, more serious. Than- and the crazy part before that, I had had any symptoms. I didn't even know I had yeah. high blood pressure. It yeah. was just like I had been going all of these years because well, I'm 44. So that well, I was 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 40 years old when that happened. I'm thinking, oh, I'm good. But again, it, it took for that to happen and then for them to weigh me. And then I'm like, oh, crap. You're 460 pounds. Then I'm kind of mm-hmm. replaying my life back. Like, when the hell did I get 400 pounds? <laughs> yeah, like, right, right. But now, you know, it's easy to see when I look back at old pictures now. I'm just like, oh, God, my face looked like it was about to explode. Mm-hmm. And 
for me, even the weight loss now, it, it took some getting adjusted to because I was always that big guy. For me, that always made me different. I felt right. like it made me special. Right. Because I was one of those big guys where I didn't have low self-esteem. I didn't have a problem. Right, right, right. None right, of that right, stuff. It was right. just, it never weighed on me like that to where right. like, oh, I'm different. Like, no, you're always big Mike. That's what it is. Right. You know what I'm saying? At my fattest. I got this sexy woman. Right, 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 never, right, right. It was never something that I had an issue with until I lost the weight. And then I look back on it and it's like, whoa, like and mind I think, blown. I think that's the same for me. Like I didn't have any issues with body image. I mean, I knew I was larger, but I used to be a plus size model. So I didn't have any, you know, issues with that. Um, I think and I didn't have any health issues. So I didn't have high blood pressure. I didn't have I wasn't pre-diabetic or diabetic, mm-hmm. um, but I did have pain. Um, a lot of knee pain, a lot of back pain. And, um, you know, to the point where we would go to shopping and I would be upset with him because he wouldn't circle the parking lot to find a space up front because I was like, I can't, I can't walk like I'm hurting today. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the only sign that I had that, okay, this is getting out of control because right. I, I I wasn't someone who had high blood pressure. It was always normal. So I thought, okay, those things are fine. I must be fine. And I definitely was not. We've had many of fights about that. We went to, um, you know, for me, she always tells me I wear rose colored glasses when I look at her because I never saw her weight or anything like that. I was just like, this girl is fine. I got to have her. It's whatever. But it wasn't until some years back we took the kids to Disney World and she couldn't walk around Disney World. And she had to get a scooter like and she was like so mad at me that day because it, mm-hmm. it was it was blazing hot in Florida. Yeah. I mean, hot, hot. Right. And she was just angry. I don't necessarily not looking back on it. She wasn't necessarily angry, I was with, angry with me. me she was angry at herself. Right. And that's when it kind of hit me like, oh, wow. Like she's in pain. Like this is really mm-hmm. too much for her. And I think right. that's when I kind of really opened my eyes to what, what it was she was dealing with. And, you know. Trying to understand it better and, and be a little more um, open minded. Right. to Maybe we can get her some help or maybe we could do something because, I mean, she was miserable. Right. Really didn't know she was miserable. Right. 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 Yeah. Because when you're when you're overweight and and then, you know, you lose weight and then you flash back to certain things you were doing when when you were heavy. And mm-hmm. one thing you both hit on was kind of like the attitude, you know, mm-hmm. and you sometimes you just think it's just just you as smart. You know, it's just my personality or that. And it's like, no, it's like that weight was causing like some some joint pains or. Um, you know, whatever the case may be, but your 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 mind is just clouded on things should be a certain way to fit me, you mm-hmm. know. And true enough, we just don't live in that world. But at the same time, like even if we did, it would still be more problematic because it would encourage that type of you know behavior to get us to you know uh, over four hundred pounds in the mm-hmm. hospital. You know what I mean? And it's like you know the little things like trying to circle the parking lot to try to find mm-hmm. a closer parking spot, and you're like you know you you get frustrated and then, you know, you take it out on whoever the next person is, you know what I mean? It's like, I, oh, yeah. I get it. You know, you flash back and you're like, okay, I was doing that. And I, it's like, oh, that's why, you know what I, I mean? Was, I was definitely yeah, miserable. Yeah. I was a walking yeah. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. 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 And it's like when you, when you lose weight, you get this kind of this, this, this woosa mm-hmm. type of, you know, type of thing. And it's, is it that or is it like now your body is not so angry at you and sending mm-hmm. the signals to your mind and then you spew it out to somebody else, you know? So what what was the biggest obstacle in your way when you 
uh, got started as far as like with your 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 weight loss journey um, or just just during like what was one of the biggest obstacles uh, you all faced? For me, I think it was getting used to the changes. So um, bariatric surgery comes with a lot of changes. And, you know, I hear it all the time. I hear it from people. Oh, that was easy. You took the easy way out. And it is so not that. When um, I first had surgery, I mean, the first eight weeks were miserable. I mean, you're getting used to, you know, a much smaller stomach. You're trying to figure out what you can eat. You're you could some some weeks I was sick. I was throwing up because I didn't know, you know, it's trial and error of what you can tolerate, what you can't tolerate, um, how much you can have and how much you can't. And the first few weeks were just awful. But, um, you know, knowing that there was a light at the end, like I'm going to get past this. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to figure out what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And I'm going to I'm going to get there. But the first few weeks after surgery were were the toughest for me mm-hmm. um, as far as just figuring it all out, because it and it's and it's such a mental. Uh, I feel like weight loss in general is so mental. It's much more mental than it is the physical part. And, you know, trying to figure out, you know, I can't do this anymore and coming mm-hmm. to terms with that. And it, it kind of felt like, you know, part of me was was gone or I was losing what I knew. I told him one day, I was like, you know, we're not sitting here thinking about, we used to get up and think about what we're going to have for breakfast, where we're going to go, what we're going to have for lunch and where we're going to go for dinner. Like we talked about it. We would go play. And I said, we have so much time on our hands. Like our life is changed. It's so different. And I went through a period of physically being sick right after and mentally trying to figure out what happens now and who, who am I? At this right, point, because right. I it's was a whole so, different life. Like you said, you got so much life. time on your hand now. Yeah, I was um, like, other well, than waking up and saying, "Okay, mm-hmm. you know, what pancake house we hitting today?" Yeah, and, and I said, "What, what can I do?" Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so that was the, that was a real hard lesson to to think and think about who is Kim. Like, okay, now now what? Right. What do I do now? I Definitely. think that was the hardest part early on for me. Now, for me, it was the complete opposite. I didn't have any of the sickness, any of that. Right. Like I was perfectly fine. The only thing I had to get adjusted to was what it made me realize is just how we as people overeat. Them taking 85 percent of my stomach and you just get a couple of bites in and you're just like. I didn't need a whole plate of food. I didn't need. This steak, this potato, like all it, I just it, it just made me think that I'm like, oh, my God, I was just eating a massive amount of food. And it was just really it put into perspective to me, like we as humans just overeat, mm-hmm. just overeat. And mm-hmm. so the only thing that took adjusting for me and I, I touched on it early on was losing the weight because I lost my weight loss was really fast. And they tell you that when you go in to have bariatric surgery, they're like, you know, normally for men, the weight just falls off. And it did for me. It was just like rapid, just like mm-hmm. boom, 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 boom. Like I was literally dropping pant sizes every week and a half, pretty much. Like I was constantly buying pants. I started off, I was in a 56 pants. Okay. And now I'm in a 30, 32, but it was like constantly like drop, 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 which was upsetting her because she was like, hey, you're losing weight too fast. <laughs> That's always going to be the battle. It's always <laughs> going to be the battle. Man, he always loses weight so fast, no matter what it is. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but for me, it, it and it kind of the same thing for her. It was just like after I started losing the weight, it was just like I didn't realize how much that weight had just made my life kind of stagnant. And then I had, I'm, and even now I'm still dealing with this, like, who am I? What do I want to do? I never 
took that time to figure out who I was. You know, my my mother raised me and 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 in no way, shape, or form am I trying to throw my mother under the bus here. But her thing with us was you go to school, graduate college, you get a job. That's it. And that's all I ever knew. I never took that time in life to what do I like to do? You know, I, I and now I'm starting to figure that out. And the weight loss right. really opened up my mind to right. start thinking more clear. No, yeah, because yeah, either like traveling was tough. Yeah. You know, there were times when I had to fly and I had to get two seats. Yeah. Right, right. No stuff like that, or having right. to get on a plane and whisper to the the stewardess, can I get a seatbelt extension? Like stuff like that. So traveling was not really in the cards. I mean, we did it, but it was not comfortable. Yeah. So now we just hop on a plane and go do whatever we want to do. So it's really given me that opportunity in my life. And, you know, it, it, it was supposed to happen this way. But now I'm like I'm about to be 45 in a, in a couple of months. It's like, geez, I waited till like in my mid 40s to really start living life. And that was the, the adjustment that I had to make, just actually being comfortable in my skin and not thinking that I was comfortable before when I was almost 500 pounds, but knowing that I'm comfortable in my skin and it's just opened so many doors, at least for me, yeah. to the point where, you know, it's, it's brought a different level of happiness to my life. Right. Um, it's kind of crazy now that I've started thinking about it. It's like as as you kind of like decrease, like your opportunities expand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you spend so, yeah, spend so much yeah. time, you know, being, uh, I guess what, this is the word, you know, expanded. Now mm-hmm. that you kind of do the opposite, you know, with your physical, now your opportunities start yeah. to expand now you know that's yeah that's kind of a you know a good flip you know what i mean um like i said it opened up my and again it, it really made me realize like i said and before when i was that when i was large it was i was in complete denial about who i was and for a while i felt like i kind of lost my identity because i lost the weight and so every time because i'm originally from california so every time i go to california it's just like even my mother would be like oh my god because everybody's only known me big even my kids like I was yeah. in the car with my daughter the other day and she was just, she was just like, she was, sometimes she'll just stare at me. She's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you're this small. Like it took for them to get adjusted to me being smaller now too. And my mother's just like, I remember we went there a couple, maybe a year or so ago. And she was just like, can you make it stop? Like, cause it was just like the way. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Smaller, 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 smaller. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm smaller now at almost 45 than I was in my freshman year of high school. Wow. You know, I played football, so I was always a big kid. I was probably my freshman year, I was 250, between 250 and 260. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm sitting here at 208 pounds. It's just like everybody, it's just everybody around me is just like, whoa. And so I, I honestly, for a while, I felt like I lost my identity there. And I'm finally getting that back to where the weight didn't define who I was. You know, it was just me as a person. So getting that side of me back has been an interesting process as well. I and I think you. it's important to say how how important it is to have support. Um, it's really hard if you don't, I, I, you know, our, our families support our journey. Um, you know, my mom was the same way. She, she supports me and she's so proud. However, if I go to her house and I eat a scoop of something, she's like, Oh my God, I have to feed you. You have, you're starving yourself. (laughs) What are you doing? And I'm like, mom, that's all I sh- I should have. That's the portion I need to have. Yeah. I don't need to have two and three helpings. And she's just like, yeah. but I need to feed you. And I'm like, yeah. no. And I get yeah. it. It's, she loves me. And yeah, she's gotcha. proud of me. But that's all, you know, growing up, it was eat everything on your plate. And yep. and I, again, not like, you know, I'm not trying to throw my mom under the bus, but that's right. what 
Grow up to be big and strong. Eat your food. Right, right, right. <laughs> As I've gotten older and in, in, in processing that is they were just doing all yes. they knew exactly. at the time. You know, mm-hmm. you start flashing back on how old your parents were mm-hmm. uh, when you were growing up to like these lessons that you remember now that uh, they were teaching you. And nine times out of 10, they were probably around your age right mm-hmm. now. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, you know, somebody who's, you know, in their 40s is like, OK, you're only doing what you know, you know, so it can kind of like, you know, ease back a little bit off the yeah. um whether it's pressure or, you know, resentment or, or anger, you, they're just doing what they knew. We just know a little bit more now, you know yeah, what I, I mean? We had any resentment to my mother. We talked yeah. about it maybe a year or so ago when I went home and, you know, I think a lot of times we as kids have to just listen to our parents' story, find out where they came from, what they had to deal with growing up. And so my mother was one of those people, everything she cooked, like we rarely ever ate out. She cooked everything from scratch. And my mother's a tremendous cook. So it was cakes, fried chicken. It was all of that stuff. Right. But, you know, she learned how to cook from my grandmother. That's what right. they did. They cooked. Right. right. Everything got cooked from scratch. The The gravy had flour and oil. Yep. It was just mm-hmm. like, you know, everything was homemade. And and then she even said, she said, you know, I watched you as you get got older and I watched you get bigger and bigger. She said, but as a parent, you're kind of like in this mindset where, oh, he's just a big kid. Mm-hmm. Or that, oh, she used to say that old adage people say, he was big boned. You know, your bones ain't big. You just fat. You just big. Right. That's right. All it is. Right. So she right. said, like, she though it, you know, she was kind of taking responsibility for that. And I was like, look, it's not your fault. You were just doing what you knew. Right. And you're and what you knew was you gotta you gotta cook, you gotta feed your kids, and they gotta eat. But she said, you know, I watched you get bigger and bigger as you got older. And she said, maybe looking back on it, I should have cut back some. I said, well, mother, this is, you know, this is my journey. So I don't blame you for that. I had to go through this. And now I'm in a position now where, you know, I'm able to help other people, like, especially people who are considering having bariatric surgery. Like I don't push that on anybody. Like when people reach out to me, especially men, because it's, you know, they're like, oh man, I'm having this issue. I don't push it on people at all. Like if you can do it naturally, great. And like she said, like we get so many people like, oh, you took the easy way out. You call it what you want. But at the end of the day, we're the ones still getting up at five o'clock in the morning, headed to the gym, right. working out every day. Like the, the the weight loss surgery is just a tool. Right. That's all it is. Sixty five percent of the people who have weight loss surgery fail at it. Right. After the first that's year, they put, the, they, put, yeah, they put the weight mm-hmm. they put on not only the weight they lost, but end up putting more weight on after the first wow. year. And a half. You will be amazed how many men that I deal with that are going back for revisions now to get the surgery again. And they just had it a year and a half, two years ago. And they're bigger than they were before. So people can say what they want about this is the easy way out. You still got to do the work. Yeah. We still have to watch what we eat. What we can't eat large portions of food, but you can still graze and eat a bunch of crap. And you can put the weight right back on. I see it every day when people reach out to me about this. Right. Just like you said earlier, you come to this realization of how much food you were eating. And like, we don't need that much you know what i mean and it puts you more in the mindset of um i guess a, a normal or a decent sized portion um when it comes to as far as like your food intake now you mentioned earlier um kim about you know support systems yeah. how how was the support um between you and michael and michael uh you and kim how how did that help you how did you help each other and how did you you know, receive that, that help? How did that help I, you out on your weight loss journey? I, it helped. I think it helped because we knew what each other was going through because 
you know, you have the surgery and then it's not done. You know, you have those first few weeks where you're following your doctor's orders. You're on different stages of food that you can have liquid soft till you work yourself back up to regular solid food. Um, So, you know, all of that is a mind shift in itself. Um, And then you're starting to work out again, you know, trying to get your body moving. And it was not easy. I mean, I started working out two weeks after my bariatric surgery. Two weeks, I had lost 35 pounds. Um, but I still was, I was still in the 400s and my body still hurt. Um, so, you know, starting to work out, having him, you know, going through it. And, and I think we, what was good for us is that we did it a couple months apart. Um, we didn't do it right at the same time. So I went first in February and he was able to see what I was going through and he was able to, you know, help me and take care of me. So then when he went in, in April, you know, I was in a better space. And I was able to help him when he came out. And I think having that support and somebody to go through it with you um, is very, very important, especially for the mental part, because, you know, I would wake up and just be crying like, what have I done? Should I was this the right thing to do? Because it was just, you know, it was hard sometimes. And we were we were blessed that we had a very good um, support system in in the practice that we went to. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell people all the time, do your research. And find out, you know, mm-hmm. everything you can about the surgeon, about the practice. They offer support groups at our practice, um, online, on Facebook, in person, all of that. So that's helpful for folks, especially who don't have, you know, someone that's going through it with them. Um, but I think it really helped me that he knew exactly what I was going through. One thing I, I feared when I decided to have it and he wasn't going to do it was I was going to go through this journey and I've you know, we've seen it so many times that it it can tear a relationship apart where you have one person who is getting healthy and changing their life and looking different and all this. And the other person either isn't or doesn't want to, or Mm -hmm. is not moving as fast as you are. And it can, it can, you know, hurt a relationship. So I was happy that we were able to go through it together and he supported it. Yeah. For me, and, and to kind of touch on what she just said, those support groups, they can be very helpful, but you also see the 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 crazy side of it. And like she said, you know, it's so many men and women in these support groups that are getting divorced now. Mm-hmm. They've had the weight loss surgery, their spouse didn't have it. Now their spouse is just like, Oh my God, I don't like you small, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is, or you're wow. working out too much. And mm-hmm. every day I go to that group just to kind of peek my head in there. I got and you. it's at least one or two posts <laughs> of somebody saying, you know, my wife is leaving me, my husband wow. is leaving me because of the surgery. Um, so what I started saying, I was like, okay, that's definitely not going to be us. Um, but how she's helped me, my wife, if anybody knows my, she's a super overachiever, everything that she does, she's an overachiever. Me, I am not. <laughs> she, so if you do 10 push ups, you got to do 11. You got to do 100. <laughs> like, so the working out took some of getting, getting adjusted to in the beginning, but she was like, every morning, 4 30, she's up. Are we go, let's go to the gym. And I'm like, look, woman, I'm trying to sleep. Like, <laughs> right. She, like, relax, yeah. man. Just relax. Yeah. 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 It'll be all so, right. So she's that type. So it's constantly mm-hmm. that, that constant motivation when I don't want to get up in the morning because I've never been a morning person. Never. So I know when I roll over at four o'clock, halftime, she's up anyway. So I know she's going to lay like, let's go to the gym. But it, it, it kept me consistent. And that I needed that help with her on that aspect of it, just to know to get it up. And honestly, working out in the morning is the best thing because you got the rest of your day ahead of you. 
You get up, you get it knocked out. Yeah, set the tone. And yeah, mm-hmm. so, and then, and again, like you're right, set the tone. And so that's where she's helped me on this journey is just keeping me motivated, not just laying in the bed till, because, you know, I can get up, I can work out in the afternoon, I can work out in the evening, but I noticed getting it up in the morning and starting my day like that has been the best thing for me. So that's honestly where she's helped me at. And I think it's important to for me, it was important for me to set goals and what I wanted to achieve mm-hmm. on this journey. Like if I wasn't working towards something, it, it just wasn't, right. it, there was no point for me. And so early on, I decided I'm going to, I'm going to do a 5k. So, you know, four months, three months after surgery, I did my first 5k. It was, the experience was good to be out there. It was the Baltimore women's plastic. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So it was an all women's race in Baltimore, which was great to be out there with all the women, but it was horrible. Mm-hmm. It was the worst thing I ever did in my life because, you know, I, I tried to prepare for it, but I was still in the 300s at that time. It's hard to run, right. you know, it, at that size for some people. And for me, it was terrible. I finished though. I mean, my run, my, my mile was like 20 minutes, took me 20 minutes to run a mile. And, but I said, okay, I'm going to do better next time. I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to keep making some, some goals to reach. I'm going to, I, for me, I have to train for something so that I can keep up my fitness. And if I'm not training for something, then it's very hard for me to stick to a, a fitness routine. So I think it's super important. However, people decide to lose weight it's, is to have goals, however big or small, and then to celebrate the big and the small wins. It's super important. I got you. So compared to how you started, how did you feel once you hit your weight loss goal? So I feel like I still have more to go, okay. um, but I, I'm I'm very close at this point. You know, it's now like I want to tone. I want to do I, I want to be more consistent, like figure out what I want to do specifically with my body more than just losing weight. And I, I feel like um, from the day of surgery to now, I feel like a different person. I have not felt this good since I was like 12, <laughs> you know, like getting up and going out and wanting to do stuff like I. I, I think, think back and I feel like him, I'll be 45 in May. And I feel like mm-hmm. I have wasted a lot of my life because I, I was, I, I was so sedentary. Like I didn't do anything. I just right. sat around and yeah, like, this is life. This is, yep. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that, you know, and we're doing great by our children. Like we've always supported our girls in being, um, healthy and, and, and active. They did, they always have done um, after school activities and all of that. But I do feel some regret because I was so overweight when they were younger that I wasn't able to do any of that with them. Um, So I do, I think I'm making up for lost time. Um, And I feel just, I I can't, I can't even, you can describe in words how much better you feel um, after you've lost so much weight. I mean, over 200 pounds is, uh, you know, it's a person and a half, you know, for some people. Definitely, so, definitely. you know, being able to just get up and walk around, I feel right. so blessed because I could barely right. walk before. Right, right. Well, come saying for me, you know, I was never like a goal setter. I just did things. I knew what the I knew what I needed to do and I did it. So it was never like, okay, I'm going to set this goal. I'm going to do this. It was never that. So now I've surpassed my weight goal by a mile because I was like, if I get down to 230, I'm good. So now, like I said, now I sit here at 208 pounds. So now my goal is just to transform my body. So I've been heavy into the weightlifting now. 
Um, I've been blessed over the last couple of years to build a relationship with C.T. Fletcher where like I don't and I don't how he found me on social media. I have no idea. We don't have a super large following, but he started following us on Instagram. And, you know, over the past year or so, we've been able to go out to California, work out with him and just to be able to go to his house and sit under his learning tree. So he's been really helping me with with this whole weightlifting thing and just Mm -hmm. really trying to transform my body. So that Mm -hmm. relationship has been a a treasure trove for me to be able to call him whenever I need help. Right, with right, hey, how do right. I, you know, I'm thinking about doing this or trying this. So yeah. he's been super great in that aspect. And he has a training that training app out that I've been using for like the past year. Okay. It has really helped me just work on transforming my body. Right. And, and getting the look that I want, like the goal is not, I'm not trying to look like a bodybuilder and all of that stuff, but I definitely want to tighten up, which I've been able to do over the past six months or so. So it's been Great. But building those kind of relationships has been super important for me on this journey as well. And yeah, I think that's super I've, taken, dope. Yeah. I've taken the 5K, that one 5K and continued on um, and ended up getting into a, a triathlon, which has been amazing. I've met so many amazing people on this journey um, and decided to do my first Ironman this year. So training for Ironman um, Ohio in honor in honor of my dad. Um, my dad was from Ohio, and okay. um, you know that's that's now my goal. So now I get up, I do two a day workouts every day almost um, to get ready for this. So that's the bigger goal for me, which has been very helpful in keeping me on on the journey because we're almost three years out, and at this point, you know you can start to eat regular. Um, we still eat smaller portions. We really are a portion control. We can look at a package and eat the portion size on a package and that be enough. But I, if I eat every two, three hours, something that I shouldn't be, I could gain the weight back. So we have to be very careful at this point that we aren't, um, overeating and that we continue working out is very important now for, for maintaining. And that's what people don't understand about the weight loss surgery. Like, you can stretch your stomach right back out. And that's what happens to so many people. And the thing for me that was hard to understand in the beginning was when people said, Oh, I had the surgery last year. And they put in the course of that year, they put on a hundred pounds again. Like what people don't understand about weight loss surgery. If you overeat, it's not like you don't get that. You know, you just eat a big meal. Oh, I'm full. You don't get that anymore. You're in pain. Mm -hmm. Like it is painful if you eat too much. And I'm just like, how do you, eat like that but when i talk to people about it they were just like and this goes back to it being more of a mental thing their thing is yeah my stomach is telling me that i'm full but my brain is telling me that i'm still hungry so they just overeat and they somehow block out the pain and they just again it it doesn't take long for you to stretch that stomach back out and that's what happens and then like i said we have to really check ourselves at time because you may not be able to eat a lot in one portion but you can graze over the course of a day and we have to make sure that we're not eating crap <laughs> right and again right. i tell people all the time there have been times where we fell off that wagon you know like hell that cookie looks really good <laughs> right right and i'm gonna right. eat that cookie but then right. you know it's just like okay then you have to just check yourself and you can't let those days when you slip up you know basically take you off your grind so it's just okay i messed up yesterday i got to get back on that grind tomorrow and i got to go twice as hard because I, I know i you. slipped up so you gotta got own you. that mistake and just work back to it i got you um yeah, like you said, it's who would want to go through that that pain of, you know, if you if and when you do overeat mm-hmm. and you just block it out of 
out of your mind and you just like, Hey, you know what? I'm gonna just keep, just keep eating. Um, and it's just attributed to exactly what you said. How it's just more mental than anything. Um, they and, make you go through a psychological test before yeah. they, they want to make sure. And I, I don't clearly just from the amount of people that I dealt with that are that I'm dealing with that's going through this. They I don't know how truthful they. Yeah. They, if they're being super truthful when they tell these stories or, you know, because they want to know about your support system. How strong is your support system? Um, you know, why do you overeat? I mean, they ask you a, a million questions. So if you're not telling the truth, you're not going to be successful. You really have to get the mental part of it squared away because if you don't, you're going to fail. And that that's normally what happens to a lot of people. They're not, you know, do you eat when you're bored? They, honestly, I was one of those people. If I'm just watching the TV show or a movie, like I got to have something. Right, I'm right, sitting here watching right, a movie. Right. Not necessarily that I'm hungry. It's just, right. That's I got to do. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Or if I'm sitting around the house bored and got nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, you have some popcorn and some this or that. It was just, I was just eating because I was bored. And so that's what a lot of people have to check that side of it mentally. Why why are you overeating and why are you doing this? And a lot of people aren't truthfully honest about that. And that's why they fail at it. And a lot of men that I deal with now, because I mainly, you know, get a lot of men that'll reach out to me. And it was like, holy crap, man, what did you do? So I tell them what I did. And I thought, oh, well, I had weight loss early too, but I put the weight right back on. Oh, wow. Like, well, why did you put the weight back on? And, and 95% of the time, their story is all the same. So okay. now it's just trying to you know, again, like I said, weight loss, because we, we get so much hate about the surgeon. It's just like, I don't, again, like I said, I don't push it on anybody. I just need people to know if you, it, it, it's an option if you choose to do it. But if you do it, these are the steps that you need to follow to be successful with it. Because the last thing I'm going to ever do is go back to being 468 pounds. That's right. not going to happen. Right. So, right. you know, you got to get your mental straight before you even think about doing this. Because if not, like I said, you're not going to be successful with it. I got you. I did catch that C.T. Fletcher video. Um, and I think uh, I think I ended up watching the full one because I seen like the clip. Um, yeah. And I think he did end up turning into a full full one. So what was what was the uh, the toughest part about that? That workout circuit from what you both did, because he took you through the gauntlet, right? He took you 500 through reps. A gauntlet. Yeah. 500 oh, reps. Goodness. Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> and, before, and before he starts, can I just say that that I, I did win that? Okay. <laughs> see, 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 see. So I had worked out right before this. I went out there and worked out with his son Samson. So we did a, a personal workout. I worked out with him, and then um, after that, he when they started because CTS said he wasn't going to do any more training after he had his heart surgery. Said he was done, but uh. His son said he kind of talked me back into doing some training. So they reached out. They were just like, hey, you guys want to come out and and train? I was like, hell yeah. So we went out there and trained. So he wanted to kind of, he wanted to interview us as well, you know, about our weight loss journey and all that stuff. So we did an interview and he was just like, okay, we didn't know what the workout was going to be. So there's a clip in that video when he says 500 reps. If you look at her face, her face literally like hit the floor. We didn't know. What and she just kind of looked over. It was like 500 reps. I was like, oh, God. But yeah, he ran us through the gamut. And for me, that was a big deal for me because when he said 500 reps, I'm like, OK, I'm going to look like a damn fool out here because I knew I was just going to pass out and fall out and all of that stuff. And you know, people who don't know and people who know C.T. Fletcher knows he is going to yell at you. He's going to cuss at mm-hmm. you. He's going to do all of that. And honestly, that part kept me going because I was not worried about beating her. This is just where her 
her competitive. Like I knew it wasn't okay. I just wanted to finish. That was my thing. Like I cannot be on YouTube for all these millions of people to see me on YouTube fall out <laughs> and right. die right here in the middle of this gym. Right. So my goal right. was just to finish. And I finished. Of course, she won. She gloated about it for months after that. <laughs> but yeah, that that was quite the experience. So that's uh, dope. That's yeah. Dope. He, he like I said, he for some reason just took a liking to us for some reason. So and like I said, I talk to that man damn near every day now. For me, I've always been a fan of his from way back. Right. I first right. saw his YouTube videos 10, 11 years ago. Right. So the fact that this journey has kind of opened the doors for me to meet these kind of people and be able to interact with them and get advice from them has been, it's been amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. It was an amazing experience. I think he likes her more than me, though. So he <laughs> yeah, he, he, he definitely reminds me of my dad. And okay. I tell him that all the time. He reminds me of my dad. And I, I, I wanted to finish, too. I just wanted to finish. And... She wanted to beat me. I that wanted was, to beat him. I did. I wanted whatever, to beat him. Whatever it took to finish, whatever right? Whatever it took, I was going to do it. And I was down for two days after. It wow. was, my body was so sore and I was hurting so bad. It was like, it was like two days, right? That, yeah. that we could not, like, we were like, oh my gosh, what did we just do? But it was, it was great. It, at least it showed me what I'm capable of. And that's that's and for me. I was coming off of um, so I had another medical issue. So we did that in what what month was that? August. Yeah. So we did that in August, I believe. The pre that the May before that, I ended up having to get rushed to the hospital again. So what I found out was I had a um a tear in my um aorta. My so I didn't know that. So an, another time I got went to the patient first. I was just like, I just don't feel right. I had it was was working out again. So we had went to the gym that morning, came home that morning she had to go to work i was working from home i was just feeling really good that day i was like man i'm gonna do another workout so when covid hit she allowed me to get all this gym equipment in the in the garage go out there i'm working out feeling good about 45 minutes into the workout i'm just like oh something doesn't feel right stood up and got really lightheaded went into the house laid down for a minute i called her this was a friday i called her i said you know i don't i don't something doesn't feel right I was thinking I had pulled a muscle. That's kind of what it felt like. I was thinking, okay, maybe I'm overdoing it because I'm old. So I was like, you're doing too much. Woke up Saturday morning, felt a little better, but still just had this pain in my in my midsection because it started in my chest and then kind of worked its way down to my midsection. Felt okay. We went out, ran errands. Sunday came home or Sunday woke up and I knew because of my job, I have to travel a lot. So I knew that Monday I said, like, okay, I got to hit the road because I was going to Connecticut for work that Monday. I said, let me just go get checked out, see what's going on. Get over to patient first. I'm sitting. She drops me off. She There's a Target right over there. So she's like, I'm going to drop you off, go over to Target, and then I'll be back. By the time she comes back from Target, I'm waiting for them to call me to the back. And I'm literally like profusely sweating. I'm literally getting ready to pass out. So when she comes through the door, I'm literally sliding out of the chair in the lobby. Like, I didn't know what was going on. They rushed me to the back. Like, I mean, my clothes are drenched. I'm freezing cold, but my clothes are just drenched. I'm just sweating profusely. So they rushed me to the emergency room. Get there. I'm telling the nurse what's going on. He was like, let's do a CAT scan. They do a CAT scan. And by this time, so an hour has passed. I'm feeling better. I'm like, okay, whatever that was, it's passed. The nurse comes running into the room and they're just like, we got a helicopter coming. We're flying you to University of Maryland. And I'm like, well, what in the hell is going on? She's like, you have a tear in your aorta and you're going in for emergency heart surgery. And so now I'm freaking out. This is during COVID. So she's not in there. They're not letting anybody in the hospital. They finally let her in. I get 
get a helicopter. They fly me over to University of Maryland, come to find out. So there's two type of tear. There's an ascending tear that leads up to your heart and a descending tear. Neither one of them are good, but luckily I had a descending tear, which was leading away from the heart. So I spent two over two weeks in the hospital trying to get this fixed. So luckily it hasn't gotten any worse. So I, I haven't had to have surgery, but I constantly got to be monitoring, which, and they told me at the time, and, and this goes back to just that journey, just getting on that journey. What I did, the, the guy looked at me, he said, if you were still almost 500 pounds, he said, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't be sitting here right now. He said, you'd probably be dead. And so that for me really solidified, you know, like I said, I used to let that, oh, you took the easy way out bother me. But had I not took those drastic steps to to get this weight off me, I most likely wouldn't be sitting here interviewing. Right. 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 And for a surgeon to look at me and say, you know, you are so lucky you don't have all that weight on you. He said, that's what's keeping you alive right now. And so far, and this was last May, I get my CAT scans. Everything is stable. I'm good. The only thing that really messed, because at first they told me I wasn't going to be able to lift weights anymore. And that just like was like, what the hell? It like crushed we his spirit. Yeah. Like I was down for a while after that when they told me I wouldn't be able to lift anymore. Um, but being that things have not gotten any worse and they're stable, they're like, okay, you can lift. So I just can't do any like super heavy lifting. I got you. So, and again, this is where CT kind of came in. I was telling him about it. You know, he dealt with his heart issues and all that stuff. Right. So he was like, look. We'll put you on a plan. He was like, and you don't, he's like, you know, if your goal is not to be super strong, you don't have to lift super heavy weights. He said, we'll get you on a lightweight program and it's worked wonders for me. So I'm still able to do the thing that I love, which is lifting weights. Just kind of have to scale it back a little bit. But like I said, having that, that aorta tear really just, it, it solidified to me that I made the right decision. And like I said, I can't, I'm not at this point going to let anybody tell me, Oh, that's easy. You did this. You did that. No, I did what I had to do to make sure that I'm still here. And again, half these people talking to me ain't getting up at five o'clock in the morning, going to the gym. I do think it's important to say that weight loss is not the end all be all of health issues. You can still have health issues and be small, um, but it helps you in dealing with those health issues. Um, but, it's, you know, for some people, it's not the cure. It's not, you know, he still has blood pressure issues and he's smaller. Um, sometimes it is in the genes. Um, but being as healthy as you possibly can is what's going to keep you here. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll be praying for you both, you know, and for a speedy and full and full recovery, because that's that's very serious. You know, mm-hmm. and then, again, you know, if you didn't get that weight off if you didn't take the the measures that you did take to get it off then lord knows where mm-hmm. you would be right yep. now um exactly. what advice would you give couples who want mm-hmm. to lose weight as a couple for me is you know if you have that ability to do it together this process we've had our ups and downs with it but i know for us it's been a lot easier with us doing it together so having that somebody next to you that supports you, that's going to motivate you. And like I said, we've been getting up early in the morning, working out for a long. I still don't like it. But again, she having her do it because I know if I had to probably do it on my own, I probably wouldn't get up that early and work out. And it might be days I miss if she's not putting her foot in my mm-hmm. butt, telling me to get up and do it. Um, so if they're able to do it together, I think that's a big help. And also, you know, and like I say, understand that you're going to have those days where you slip up and mess up, but don't let that completely take you off your game. Own that mistake, get back to it. And that's one of the, and I, and I speak 
I say that because that's what I used to do when I, I've tried every fad diet out there, juicing this, that, all of that stuff. And if I just had a couple of days where I screwed up, I'd just be like, screw it. I ain't doing that no more. I was not consistent with it. And that's the biggest thing I tell people. Now, consistency is a key. Like I said, you're going to have those bad days. You're going to have those days where you don't feel like getting up and or you don't feel like doing this. You just got it's mind over matter. You just got to do it and having somebody on your side that's going to push you and help you do that and not going to be like, you're right, baby. We don't need to work out today. You know? Yeah. That And again, that's where she's helped me. And that's what I tell, especially other men that I talk to. I'm like, you know, well, what does your wife think about this? And they're like, well, she's not really happy with me losing the weight. And I'm just like, you know, I said, that's going to be tough, you know, especially if your spouse's opinion means a lot to you. Right. You're going to let that dictate what you do every day. You can't right. allow that. So whether she's upset with it or not, you have. And I mean, I got a guy now that I'm dealing with 500 and what was he five? I think he told me he was 530 pounds. His wife does not want him to lose the weight. And he's really considering not losing the weight, whether it's weight loss surgery, just eating better and losing the weight. He was just like, you know, I'm scared my wife is going to leave me. And I'm just like, but you're willing to possibly die. Mm -hmm. You know, if you keep this weight on, he's got every medical issue known to man, diabetes, high blood pressure, all of this stuff. And I'm like, you know, sometimes you just got to you got to put your two feet down. You got to make you may have to walk that walk alone. Luckily for me, I didn't have to do that. And I can understand how it must be hard for some people to do that. But you got to, you know, whether it, it may not be your spouse, maybe your kids or your mother, somebody you need that support on your side, somebody that's going to motivate you and know that you're doing this for the greater good. I think for couples that are doing it, I think it's important to um, also try to get involved in what they like to do. You know, I'm not a weightlifter. I'm not a strength trainer, um, but I I do it because I have to with endurance sports, but I also do it because he likes to do it. And so I want to do stuff that he does. I also want to watch him in the gym and make sure he ain't doing too much, you know, with his heart condition. But I do like it. And I I have seen um, changes in my body that are great. So I like I do that with him because that's what he likes. Um, he's not a cardio person. He doesn't, I like to run, swim, bike. He doesn't really like that stuff, but he'll, he'll videotape. He'll record for me. He'll, he'll do what I need him to do when I'm doing the sports that I like. Um, so we get, we get to spend time together in that way. Um, I think that it's important to, you know, try not to go too off into your own lanes because then, you know, just do something to bring yourselves back together. Um, but like he said, it's very important that you have that that support system, someone that's going to um, be there for you and listen to to what's going on with you um, while you're going through the journey. Yep. I got you. That is beautiful. Well, I appreciate your time uh, taking out your your busy day and your busy uh, workout schedule, your busy competitive <laughs> workout schedule. <laughs> you beat Michael in any. Uh, Yes. Uh, Scout challenge that there is. Let everybody I've never know. Beat her in anything. <laughs> one day, one day you will get that one victory. One day. Yeah. Um, let everybody know it. where they can uh, catch you at. <laughs> listen to your podcast, website, um, everything. Go ahead. So it's something in common. It's S O M E T H I N underscore N underscore common. You can find us there. We also have a YouTube page under something in common as well. Um, Facebook page is something, <laughs> everything is something in common, underscore in, underscore common. Um, where else are we? We're on Instagram. We do a lot on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Yeah. Um, iHeartRadio, is that what it is? Yeah, the, the podcast is on iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio, iTunes. 
Spotify. You can find the YouTube there. I mean, uh, the podcast there. We're actually in the process of kind of kind of rerouting the podcast, making it more about health and fitness. So we're actually working on that aspect of it now. But like I said, we used to do more like current events and just stuff we would pillow talk about, but we really want to make the focus more about health and fitness. So we're actually transitioning that podcast into that as well. Um, some good interviews up. We got a one up on our YouTube channel that we did with CT Fletcher, which is a really good one. Um, you know, if everybody, the workout we talked about, it's on CT Fletcher's page. If they want to go there and check out the gauntlet that he ran us through, see how he almost killed us. You can check that out on his, uh, on his YouTube page as well. But yeah, that's, that's everywhere we are. And we're also doing um, something in common, the body project. So just watching his journey and weightlifting and how he's changing his body, but also my road to Ironman, um, Ironman 70.3 in Sandusky, Ohio, um, July 24th. So I'm, Chronicling that journey on my Instagram page, um, Kim, K-Y-M underscore Nicole, N-I-C-H-O-L-E. So folks can check out that journey there. I'm doing a bunch of races before then. I actually have a trail run tomorrow, a 10K. Um, And then I'm also doing um, Escape the Cape. So I'm going to be jumping off a boat in New Jersey. Um, <laughs> a triathlon. So we start at the swim. So I'm actually jumping off the boat for the swim part. And then bike and run so it'll be an interesting race season race season kicked off kicks off tomorrow so you can find it there and on something in common and that is beautiful once again <laughs> thank you thank you thank you for your time i really enjoy it yeah 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 I, I see i see you know what hey now you have now your 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 access has expanded to do more now since mm-hmm. uh the weight the, um, yeah. the weight loss so yeah i appreciate it you know i got some inspiration uh from your your story uh michael yours just touched me personally because it's you know we went through something similar with the yeah. um you know the, the the high blood pressure thing and you know working out as a couple and losing weight um as far as we're couples that's that's a beautiful thing because the support system is is needed especially you know, dealing with that mental aspect and, you know, each one teach one. Um, Again, I can't thank you all enough. May you all be blessed and have a much prosperous 2022. So thank thank you. you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.